Good morning. It's good to be with you today. I am Pastor Andrew. I'm the pastor of Missional Living here at State Road Church. And over the past few weeks, we have been in the midst of a four-part focus on our responsibility as Christ followers to be engaged in the practice of missional living. And so uh, we've been taking just a little portion of our Sunday morning services to bring attention to that specifically uh, before Josh comes in just a moment to share uh, what God has laid on his heart. But each year we believe that it's important. We believe it's important for us together to reorient ourselves as a church in a very intentional way around God's mission. God's mission is to redeem the whole of creation. And the mission of God's people is to be his agents of those blessings. And in doing so, that we might draw close those who are far off from God. I think we all as believers know the necessity for each of us to engage in sharing in the life of the Son through actual faith in practice. But we must look at where we as Christians need to give concerted effort towards if we want to see God glorified here in our fellowship at State Road Church. And so we've looked at prayer. Prayer, if we want the movement of God, we're going to need resilient roots, ones created by hearts that are conformed to Christ through diligent prayer together as a church. There are pleasing aroma to God as his bride, the church, unites together with a shared conviction. That's the purpose of prayer. It's our desire that we would be diligent in that as we desire to advance the gospel both here and across the globe. Also, we've talked about discipleship. Discipleship is a passion. It's a commitment, a discipline to help others grow deeper in their faith and in their relationship with Jesus Christ. And this takes work, work beyond what pastors and programs can achieve. It takes you as people. People make disciples. And we're calling on you, the people of State Road, to embrace your identity as disciple makers. And today we look at gospel motivation. If we want to effectively live on mission, we need to look at the model that Jesus established here on earth. To be effective, we must know why we're on mission. What's the purpose? What's the reason that we go? What's the purpose that we gather here on Sunday mornings and in our homes throughout the week in small groups? Why do we do what we do? Ultimately is the question that we need to ask. And so I ask you this, is your goal as a believer, is your goal as someone who attends church on Sunday mornings, but more deeper has a relationship with Jesus Christ, is your goal to make people feel better or to help them be better? When we were in Mexico, we tested uh, blood sugar levels for people. That was part of what everybody got to go through and do. In many cases, uh, there was a lot of high blood sugar, a lot of it. Uh, they, I was commenting with someone last week about the fact that uh, every, every meal had a three-liter bottle or six of, uh, of soda. Uh, they had flour tortillas and everything. And so sugar runs rampant uh, down there in those areas. And that leads to a significant amount of untreated diabetes, which can cause serious problems, especially to people's feet. Poor shoes, improper foot care, further hinders those from trying to get around in the communities that they live in. At the medical brigadas that we went to in January, we offered foot care and foot care teaching. How, how do you care for your feet? And uh, Skylar Ellis was one of our, our members that was on that trip, and she patiently and with gentleness and with joy washed many people's feet that week. As another lady from the clinic provided them with lawn care 
long-term care instructions. But the problem is, is that with any treatment that we give their feet, it's inadequate. It's temporary. It makes them feel better, but it doesn't make them better. What Schuyler provided helped them feel good for a while, but until they were willing to address the real disease with the doctor, the diabetes, they will always have reoccurring foot problems. And I'm not trying to discount Schuyler's work in Palenque, because Schuyler was part of something bigger. She knew that she was part of something bigger. She was an intermediate step before that same person would go in to visit the doctor and to be told how to treat the disease, not just the symptoms. But with us, it was an even more necessary step that then they went on as God's agents of God's mission to go on and to pray with pastors, church leaders there in Palenque, that they might hear about the saving work of Jesus. Even the work that the doctor did was an intermediary step to what we believe is necessary as believers of the gospel, as arbiters of the good news of Jesus Christ. Humanity, I'm afraid, has become so effective at treating the symptoms of the fall of man, however, that we fail to urgently seek a cure, the cure. Jesus himself came preaching the gospel. In Mark 1, it is recorded that it says, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying this, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And for those of you who believe that truth today, those of you who are part of our fellowship, you know the benefits of hearing it. One day, a long time ago, and for many of you even more recently, you came to a knowledge of Jesus Christ because someone told you about him. Someone gave you the information that you needed to hear. That God, by his mercy, allowed us to be born again into a living hope. And initially, that's our motivation, I believe, as, uh, as followers of Jesus. However, we do run the risk over time of falling into well-worn patterns and language and the general groove of our day-to-day -day life. I was, uh, I'm sure you all have noticed, um, as I did just the other day when I was driving Ellie through Presque Isle, we were trying to drive across South Main Street. Have any of you tried to do that yet recently? If you try to drive across South Main Street, you'll find out that the grooves that have been worn into uh, South Main Street, if you're going along South Main, are quite deep. And so as we tried, tried to drive across South Main, it felt like we were on a, uh, on a uh, dirt test track. Uh, I had stuff flying around inside my vehicle, and Ellie's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I was going too fast. I was going pretty slow. I was going pretty slow. I, it's, a rough, it's a rough road. And it can be easy for us, it can be easy for me, that because the grooves are so deep, they make it hard for us to do anything but travel right inside of them. We want to do what's easy sometimes. We want to do what's comfortable, what doesn't hurt, what doesn't take effort. But it can't be our directive to just ask people to join us there. To ask people to join us in the patterns and the language and the grooves of our post-salvation lives. Instead, we as believers must continually be renewed by the message of the gospel that allows us to find the way and the truth and the life. So that we can pull others out of the ruts of South Main Street by Jesus' example. 
His example says in John 5, 19 through 20, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son, and he shows him all that he himself is doing. Are you working today? As a member of our fellowship, as a believer in Jesus Christ, are you working to discern what God is doing around you? Outside of the grooves of the road that we drive on each day, are we looking at what God is doing around us and what he's asking us to turn off of that main drag for? It says here that the son can do nothing of his own accord, and whatever the father does, the son does likewise. And so we must, with our lives, live lives motivated by the gospel, motivated by the gospel and living according to the will of God. Sadly, there are plenty of good things that we can be doing. There's tons of good stuff that we can go out and do in this world around us, but not all of them can be God's will for you, His people. He calls us to look and to see what He is doing and to follow suit rather than attempting to accomplish our own desires for the community that's around us. There's a phrase, quorum Deo, and it refers to uh, something that is taking place in the presence of or before the face of God. To live a quorum Deo life is to live one's entire life in the presence of God, under the authority of God and to the glory of God. And to do that, sometimes we have to get out of the grooves and left step get thrown around in the cab of our trucks. Because Jesus hung out with prostitutes, he hung out with sinners, and he hung out with tax collectors, and ultimately he changed their lives. And that's what he's calling us to do, to be motivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ, the offer of mercy to those who are perishing. Let me pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy this morning, and we're reminded, Lord, that you have instructed us in your word to go and to do likewise. But Lord, many times we um, get tied up with the things that we want to do or have to do. We become motivated by money or friendship or power or authority. We get motivated by things that aren't of you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would do a work in the lives of those who have come and gathered here today in person and online, that you might be glorified as they seek to discern your will for their lives. That, Lord, we would stop walking about our way because it's easy, that we would stop staying in the grooves of the road because um, that's what we're drawn to. But, Lord, that you would occasionally call us to turn off into places where you are leading us. And Lord, the only way that will come is if we seek you. We allow you to lead us. We desire your guidance. And I pray, Lord God, that you would give that to those who've gathered this morning. Lord, your word says that we should not be conformed to this world, that we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds, that by testing we may discern what is your will what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I pray, Lord God, that that would be how you find us, a people that are seeking to discern your will and what you're doing right here around us. That, Lord, instead of just being busy and making things for us to do, 
Lord, we would find things that have eternal purpose, that we'd be motivated by the gospel of Jesus Christ because of what it meant for our lives and what it means for those around us. May you be glorified today. We pray this in your name. Amen.